Hello, my friends. Grace to you and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 11th day of September. I'm Paul White. Before we get started today, I want to take care of one quick little piece of business, and that is I want to say happy birthday to my dad, Rick White. Dad was born on the 11th of September, 1955. I celebrate my dad today. I thank God for him. He has been one of my great inspirations. He's one of my best friends, and he is easily my closest friend in ministry. And I want to thank God for him. I want to tell my dad that I love him. He is a faithful listener to the DDP. Hope your day is great, Dad. Happy birthday, and I love you. Let's get back today to the audiobook version of Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, our 2018 publication. This is uh, Today and Tomorrow. Should wrap it up as we're in the middle of chapter 6. For Israel, prior to the cross, the message of servanthood was all they could really understand. Jesus told the parable of the talents to his Jewish audience and gave the complimentary salutation, Well done, good and faithful servant, to those who had done well, Matthew 25, 23. This language was necessary when speaking to the servant Israel. As a people, her destiny was to be the firstborn of God, Exodus 4, 22. But she had long since exchanged the living water of God for broken cisterns and had taken the form of a servant, See Jeremiah chapter 2 for God's case against Israel, specifically verses 13 and 14. In his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, Jesus doesn't lay down his life to create more servants. Rather, it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. Christ is bringing sons, not servants. Galatians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. Paul asked an important question about the gospel of grace. If we preach justification by faith in Christ and we end up falling into sin, is the message wrong? Is it ministering sin if people that hear it end up in sin? I'm glad Paul dealt with this. For I've confronted this attitude all over the world. People say, told you so, you preached grace, and that guy in your church committed adultery. My response is this. I was raised in the church, and I saw that guy commit adultery long before the revelation of grace was taught. I was raised in the law church, and I assure you, he would have done the same thing under the law because the law incites sin. Romans chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. 
For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Do you want to have a sin revival in your church? Bring in the commandment. Paul said, I did not know it was covetousness or lust until someone preached to me, Thou shalt not covet, and sin revived. Well, rather than reintroducing people to a list of rules and regulations, release people into liberty. Show them that they are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Christ was made to be sin so that you could be made the righteousness of God in him. If Christ was made sin, died, and then raised in a newness of life, Likewise, we were crucified with him, died with him, and we have been raised in a newness of life. We need to live every day in this awareness. As we stated before, there are those who are afraid that if we teach this and release people into the freedom Christ purchased, then people are going to go out and sin like crazy. They try and counterbalance grace with performance so that grace doesn't get out of hand. Paul disagreed that balance was needed to bring either salvation or instruction. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Grace teaches us to deny ungodliness. When we pour in the grace of God, it teaches us that we are not who we used to be. Only grace teaches us that we are no longer righteous Saul. We are righteous Paul. And we stop there for today. Okay, tomorrow on the podcast, we will conclude chapter 6 from Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, which will mark the end of our audiobook journey. And it's been a fun journey for me. It's been a nice, refreshing few weeks. And it's also been enjoyable to go back and hear this book because you don't sit down and read your own stuff much. And especially considering I just finished the writing over the last several, a couple of months of our latest book. And so you kind of get to see where you are versus where you were, not just from a uh, theological standpoint, but also from a writer's standpoint, how you phrase things and word them. And it makes me all the more excited for the new book that we have coming out, um, hopefully this fall. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to get that in your hands and, and hear your feedback. All right, tomorrow we will conclude Righteous All versus Righteous Paul. Have a great day. God bless.